This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my loves. Hey, my loves. Hey, my loves. And welcome back to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And we get ready to get into it. Get into it. We got to get into it, Daddy. And then we're going to. Because, okay, so the show that aired Monday, we were speaking in reference to the comments that, uh, Sister Kimberell made in reference to homosexuality mm-hmm. and really thought it was an open and honest conversation and something that really was kind of disheartening but expected was the comments that people were putting in reference to the conversation. It was one headline read, Monique rips into Kimberell. Mm. I said, well, whenever did I Rip. Rip. I ripped into her, and it, it came from BET.com. Um, the sister, I believe her name is Emily Christie, or I might be saying her last name wrong. And I responded, and I said, wow, you know, behave yourself with comments like that. You're a big part of the problem because never did we rip into our sister. We were simply having a conversation. That's it. And got no response, and then a day later, she tweeted that again. And I went to the actual site, and I looked at what they are. They actually played the whole show. And you say, where did you get ripped into her if you played the whole show? And just some of the comments and responses that we've gotten from some, I would say, people that are into, you want to say religion? Yeah, to people that were Christians or they say believers. And we've got comments from people that are not. And, yeah, some of the comments was like, what are y'all listening to? Because it was as if they were saying, how could you spread so much hatred towards Kim Burrell? And we're saying, at what point was any hatred spread? And the one thing I appreciate when my daddy always says, we're not calling people out. We're doing what? We're calling them up. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. And it's time for us to have the conversations that we stop running from and run to and really face it head on. And oftentimes what we find is, well, you ripping it or, or you telling them off or you none of that is going on. What needs to happen, in our humble opinion, we need to start having the real conversations about what's really going on. And humbly, we believe the fight that folks are having is you're telling people how to and how to and whom they should love. So this is the follow-up conversation to what she was just speaking about in reference to Sister Kim Burrell. So in addressing some of those points, 
one of the first people we had an opportunity or individual we ran into was a good brother by the name of Bishop DJ Senegal. And would you like to share with them some of the comments that he made? I'm I'm a doer, Daddy. And I also we also appreciate the comments that's coming in right now with because people are opening up and speaking about it. But this one brother who calls himself Bishop uh, DJ Senegal, one of the things he tweeted us was, your understanding of love and mine are different. For me, all, and this is in all caps, pure, P-U-R-E, love is based on the love of God. And then the next sentence he writes is, God, and then in all caps, hates homosexuality. Now, someone could say that is a bit of a contradiction in terms where he's love, but God hates homosexuality. And, you know, what, what's interesting is we used to do a show prior to this one called Finding a Way to Be Unoffended. And the reason why we did that, because we felt that a lot of strength comes from people who are unable to be easily moved and jarred and offended by the things that, to the conscientious observer, sees that this is a part of life. So then there needs to be a way in which to deal with it without being so offended because that's where the problem comes in. But in approaching a lot of times individuals who happen to be uh, believers, Christians, or individuals that think highly about homosexuality as being a sin of the highest order— not just a sin, because I don't know. I've never seen the ranking of sins. How does that go? <laughs> I don't know, Okay, Daddy. you know, what, what does, you know, homosexuality in that book have to do, or is it separate from stealing or being judgmental, or what, what, how do you categorize it? Do you it? get points taken <clears throat> away from one sin to the other one? Right. So when I've heard these individuals saying that we are all born sinners, but then you get up and speak specifically about someone who is in a group of sinners as you have labeled yourself, then to point them out and to pick on them makes you not a, a warrior for Christ. It makes you sound more like a bully. Come on. Because they're going about their way not bothering you and not saying, I got a problem with the fact that your man or your woman did this to you. So, and you weren't happy with it, mm. but you have a problem with individuals that are happy doing what it is that they want to do. And someone would say, why? Someone would say, why do you have such a problem? And, and here is, I think, too, a conversation that needs to be had because homosexuality seems to be at the top of the list of shit that God hates. What else is on his hate list? Like, what else is on this cat's hate list of shit he hates? Because how do you say he's all love, Bishop DJ Senegal? He's all love. But then you come back and you put God in all caps, hates homosexuality. Like, who is this cat? Do he love me if? Do he love me but? Or does he just love me? So when you start coming back with what you think God loves and don't love and hate and don't hate, then you deal with that with you. And because in a book that you happen to believe in that man or not just man, many men had a hand in writing about what they assume 
God's feelings were. If you believe that, that it's a sin, that's fine for you to believe that. And that way you'll carry your life and be far removed from homosexuality. However, if someone else is of the feeling, because this is not like the, the equivalent of someone saying, I'm going to choose this blue blouse over this red one. This is something that is an eight to them. And when we say that God works in mysterious ways, I've heard people say God works in mysterious ways and there's a reason for everything. Did you ever think that there's a reason for homosexuality? Boom. Did you ever think that in a world that is overpopulated, the homosexuals are not going to be the ones who are overpopulating it? In fact, oftentimes you're finding the homosexuals, that individuals that are homosexual, transgender, they're now taking on the responsibilities of the heterosexuals' babies to watch mm. over them. So there is a need for a reduction in the population. And part of that would make sense because there are individuals that must populate it and there are individuals that may not. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just hypothesizing that this happens to be a fact. This is, happens to be something that we see that happens amongst individuals that are homosexuals. They are not the guys that you, I haven't heard the label, they're baby makers and they don't take care of their children. <laughs> they happen to be the watchers of individuals making babies and they take care of their children. Mm -hmm. So the only question we would ask is if you know what it is in any way, shape, or form to be discriminated against. Come on. Because there was a reason why the Christian religion was imposed upon, especially us as African Americans, because it was a way of having us serve a higher being as we would serve our master, Ephesians 6, 5. And I would ask you guys, what and who is your master here on earth? Who are you serving here on earth? You know, not the higher being that's somewhere else, but who do you serve here on earth? Because the Bible says you should serve your earthly master as you do the one in heaven. So this is part of the scripture, but I'm sure there's a lot of Christians that say, I ain't got no, it ain't no man that's going to be my master. Mm. But sometimes individuals who are in the church, who though they stand on the pulpit and though they may have memorized the word of God, people look at them as if they're their masters and overlook the people in their homes that are the leaders of their home to look to be led by a man that is supposed to be leading another home that he has, but is supposed to be leading a church. But now your home is divided when you go back to the residence because you follow a man stand up on stage. And at the end of your conversation, when your man, when your woman or whoever gives you the word that's designed to help you out, the one thing they probably don't ask you for is money. What you say, Daddy? The one thing they typically don't ask you for is money because for the life of me, what I don't understand is whenever has G I, I didn't read the part in the Bible, and again, I'm not that learned in the Bible. I'm gonna be <laughs> but I hadn't read the part in the Bible that spoke about Jesus in a Bentley. Nor in a Rolls Royce, mm -mm. nor need money. I heard they got mad one time that they were conducting business too close to what was that? The, the temple. And then he got to slapping people's things over. Kick that shit And then down. he had to roll on out. Come on. And I'm kind of thrown off because the people that are talking tough being warriors for Christ keep forgetting that 
He was the one for the underdogs. He was on the side of the underdogs, not the overlords. And there's a difference. So with this brother that calls himself Bishop DJ Senegal, he also tweeted, my question is why are you dealing with the subject of sin at all? Leave that to those ordained to do it. And I want to comment on a point you just made, Daddy, when you said that you sit up in the church and you take the opinion of the man or woman in that pulpit and you take it home to your home. And now you're saying this is how our home should be ran. Y'all, do we know how many homes have been torn apart? Because sisters, and I'm talking to the sisters, sisters, how do you take another man's opinion home to your man and then tell your man this is how we're supposed to live? I've known sisters that's done that. And you know where they are right now? By their goddamn self. Because what that man said was, listen, go be with that man in his goddamn household. Don't bring that shit into mine. Because I'm the leader of my household. I am. What you're telling me about what this one said, what that one said, them niggas ain't writing no checks over here. They're not telling us how to pay these bills. They're not telling us how to live our lives. But you're bringing me home their opinion. And you're saying, if I don't roll that way, then you don't know if you can be married to me. And forgetting the real history of, unfortunately, when you think about Christianity as it was bestowed upon the African-American, again, it was designed to suppress your need for freedom. It was designed to make you dependent upon a being that you needed to wait for your salvation after this life Mm. while they were reaping the benefits of what you were doing in this life and they were getting their salvation right now. So when you understand the origins and you remember that the people where we came from in Africa, they talk about individuals coming from space that we would refer to as extraterrestrials and giving them information about star systems that it's not until the 70s that they realized even existed. So how could you know about this if that was not real? But what is being told about God based upon a book that mankind has written about with no authorization from God. And ironically, Jesus was a Jew, not a Christian. Mm. It then even begs the question, how did that even come about? Because if you're going to follow the word of God and you consider Jesus God, how are you not Jewish versus Christian when it's a Judeo Afterwards, considered a Judeo-Christian book, but John the Baptist, Jesus, and the like, none of them were Christian. Right. That's some man shit that man said, who going to check me, boo? Who going to check me? Who going to follow up? And then when you do check it and you do follow up and you start saying, wait a minute, y'all, this doesn't make any sense. Then you they come back with, OK, well, you're of the world. So I know you won't understand. You're absolutely right. I am of the world because we all are in this world. So for me to want to go to a space of where take my mind to a magical place and wait on the Lord. It's like, y'all, listen, in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion. That's been one of the biggest scams because what happens is while you waiting on the Lord, give me your money. While you waiting on the answers, 
pay for these answers, pay for these blessings. So what I would say is to the pastors out there, because not all of them feel this way, but to the ones out there that fight so hard about homosexuality being a sin, do yourself a favor. Give back all the homosexuals in the church. They 10 percent. Give it back. Let all the homosexuals back. stand up and say, I am a homosexual. Give them back their money because what you're saying is that's dope money and you don't want to fuck with dope money. So that's sinful money in your words. Give them back their money and ask them, please leave the church because what I don't want to do is be a part of something that I know is a bad thing. You're going to turn the money away? Are you going to turn away that, that extra income that you're getting? And why do you ask people to be themselves? But when they are themselves, you tell them that they're committing a sin. But then you're asking people to get out of the closet. It's like, what? It, at the end of the day, if you stay in your lane and you focus in on what it is that is your life's purpose and you let other individuals love who they love, then what kind of world will that be? Because the same people that you are dealing with who seem so unforgiving, who seem so strong in tone, what happens when you show up and become a human being and you make a mistake? Mm. And now they turn that vitriol on you with no understanding. If God in your mind is going to judge you, then why don't you let God judge you? As opposed to teaching grown ups about what they should do and where they're going to go. If they part of your club, that may be where they're going to go. But if they're not part of your club, that what? It's kind of like you being a Boy Scout leader, being a bishop, and you walk up in a bar or you walk up in the street and you think that you're supposed to get more respect than just an average man. See, being a man should supersede you having any other label. You being a woman should supersede any label that you have because the respect that you would give the common man or woman should be the same respect that's good enough for the bishop, for, the, for the king, for the pope, <laughs> for whoever, because common courtesy is common courtesy. It's that simple. You know, today while we were getting ready and I said, I can't speak for Kim Burrell, but I'm going to speak for me as a big black woman. And the reason why I get so passionate and unwavering and adamant about love and equality, because I know what it is to be mistreated because of the way I look. I know what it is to cry alone at night by myself in a goddamn bed because someone has said something that then fucked my feelings up because of the way I look. I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. So when I hear someone saying you're a pervert and you're condemned to hell, again, I can't speak for Sister Kim Burrell. But for me being a big black woman, I know, baby, them words can sting. And you're saying, why am I not worthy simply because of what I look like? Why should I be paid fairly simply because of what I look like? Mm -hmm. How come I'm not paid according to my resume? How come I can't go this place because you're saying I'm too big or I'm too black or I can't? So... Again, I can't speak for that sister, but I know for a lot of big people out there, period, men, women, I don't care what color you are, we know what that walk is like. If you exist on, on the face of the earth, see, the problem with folks is they think that their problem is worse than everyone else's. You are a part of the same society and you deal with the same dumb shit in your own way. So 
because you're big, your problem's no more worse than someone who's dark skinned or someone who's tall and they always ask them, do you play basketball? And they don't. They in the chess club. <laughs> okay? It's like, you know, or because you don't have any money and not having any money is not specific to being black or white. See, we walk around trying to be bosses and trying to be tough, but the moment we are met with a little of adversity and challenges, now we become victims. Because, again, I, I constantly see individuals who happen to be, as they say, Christians or believers who feel that it's a sin and it needs to be stated out into the world. But you're saying that homosexuality is a sin as if they owe you an apology for being a homosexual. Come on. And since they have not offended you and you're worried about their relationship with God as God is your father, let them have their relationship with God and let you be one of God's children and mind your business. Mind your business, because the one incredible thing about the universe, if you want to look at God as a person that has taken a form and a shape, they give us the opportunity to be God-like, because you must ask yourself, if you have children, multiple children, and you see how they deal with you as a person, you have different relationships with all of your children, because they are all different. And which one of your children would you condemn to hell because they believe something different from you? Mm. And if you would condemn any of them because they believe differently from you, then you don't sound like God. You sound like who you make up to be Satan. Come on. Now shit. Because okay. if, if because if God is about love, then God is understanding of the things that you call sins, also known as mistakes. And when you label it a sin versus it being a mistake, the universe knows that we all make them. And that is the catalyst to humility, which allows you to have the empathy to understand when you construe something as a mistake that someone else has made. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it. Having the conversations that most people are afraid to have out loud. This is Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. Baby, we talking about it. We, talking we are about talking it. about it. Play.it, Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. You know, and as I'm reading some of the comments, and people, especially us, you keep going back to, but it's the word, it's the word. Whose word, baby? Whose word? And are you going to be courageous enough to go inside of you instead of not wanting to take responsibility or accountability and you want to put it off on, I'm going to leave it to God. As I said in the last show, don't y'all think God done done enough shit? Don't y'all think he's done enough? It's like, okay, if we gave God free will, then use the damn free will. But y'all keep wanting to put on your capes. And you want to run around with, God told me to tell you. Well, what did God tell you for you? And when you say that we're wrong, you're acting as if we're trying to compare our beliefs to what you have in a book. Because you believe in that book, you are, as a social requirement, making it an ordinance in your mind that others should believe in what it is that you are reading. See, it also says in that book at Prophet's, Prophetess Tammy that 
you know, women are like second class citizens. It makes reference to about what they can't do. You don't get an opportunity to see as many powerful and strong women as you do men. It's kind of like there's no shortage of white men heroes. Look at Marvel Comics. Okay. Okay? There's no shortage of men heroes. Look at the comic books. But women are the ones who birth these individuals into existence, which to me, in my humble opinion, makes them more of a hero than any other species because without them, guess what? You're not going to create life. Now, at the same time, you see the symbiotic relationship between man and woman because without them creating that sperm, now you're going to have an opportunity to have that relationship. And what it seems to have done was universally say you can't get too high on yourself because without the others, you can't exist. Without help from the world at large, what can you do? The car that you drive, you would never have been able to make that if someone had not created it from for you. The clothes that you wear, are uh, you Betsy Ross? Were you going to sew that up? <laughs> okay. Were you going to do it? So yeah. the very sneakers, the shoes, it is through the help of the other people in the universe in this world that we live in, that we are able to exist and enjoy the comforts of heat, a house. Because I wasn't going to make one. You did? So that being the case, it is us that are going to allow us to have a great existence together. But we can't have that great existence together if we don't stop point out, pointing fingers at individuals that are sinners just like us. So what we want to be clear is if you here right now with us, we saying we welcome you because this is the house of the sinners. We mean to do well. We mean to do the best that we can. But because we are not perfect and based upon your definition, we're sinners. So I'm going to try to find a way to learn how to love these individuals that are construed as sinners as opposed to ostracizing the people that are sinners just like me. You know what's interesting, Daddy, when we were talking about sin and uh, Brother DJ Senegal, he calls himself Bishop DJ Senegal, we asked him, are you with sin? And his response when he came back was, well, when I die, God will free me of salvation and then I won't have no sin. Yeah, nigga, but the question was, are you with sin right now? Because if you are and we are, then we're all what? But what he was trying to do was evade the question and say, if I answer it truthfully and I say, yes, I'm with sin, then I know their next response is going to be, then why are you talking? Then why are you talking? But instead, he wouldn't answer it directly. Well, when I die, well, your ass is alive right now. So right. what are we doing with it right what now? What are we doing right now? And just saw a comment that, that said, um, you may be judging a religion without fully understanding it. Here's the thing. I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I have not read the bu- the Bible from cover to cover. But what we're not judging is the religion. What we're judging is how the users of that religion are using that religion. And what happens is when you sit there and or rather observing and saying, listen, if all that you believe is what you believe, then you should believe it. But how comfortable can you be or will you be if the same way you are allowed to believe in what you believe, why not let others believe what they believe? Because 
I don't remember the last time I seen the LGBT community coming out to the church and boycotting Christian Christianity, the ones who are speaking loudly about what they shouldn't be doing. They seem to be kind of minding their business. Yes. So when you are starting and having conversations about sinners who are just like you, and they ain't said nothing to you, they have not picked on you, that you then become a bully. You become someone that is looking for a fight with someone that is not looking for a fight for you with you. And they say, well, because you're overlooking that, Monique and Sydney, are you saying for your sins you should not have accountability? When you do something that is wrong and you know that you are wrong, you should take accountability. Mm-hmm. And you will take accountability. But if you're walking around in a feeling that you have innate in and to yourself, and since God knew you before you knew yourself, as I've heard Christians say, and God knew that this individual was going to be this way. And then God had the unmitigated goal Come on. to give that individual free will. I'm saying then, why should I be any different and try to get in the way? How about if God feels good enough to give them free will to do what it is that they're doing? Me too. And when you have the people... That are, and we appreciate all comments, and we appreciate every listener that listens to this show. We appreciate y'all going to play.it and clicking on Monique and Sisney's open relationship. Because as I've said to y'all, these conversations are not only changing my life, but they're saving my life. Because to be so open and honest and be unafraid to say what's real and not worried about, oh, what they're going to say, how they're going to look at me. And when you get people in here that are saying, I'm a prophetess, I'm a bishop, I'm a, in my humble opinion, I don't play those games. That's just in my humble opinion. Your name is Tammy. Your name is Sakia. Your name is DJ. Your name is TD. Your name is Joel. I'm not playing those games. Because if the people that follow you, if they want to look at you as their savior and put all of those titles in front of your name, that's their business. But see, I don't walk down the street and somebody say, that go comedian Monique. They say that go Monique. So why should I call you anything different but your name? And what happens is we want to put these people up on pedestals and you realize the next time you go to church, when is your pastor stood up in front of you and said, let me tell you all the shit I'm dealing with. Let me tell you all what I'm going through. Let me tell you about the sinful shit. Not I did 20 years ago. Let me tell you about the sinful shit I was thinking just now. So that way, people are not in that church looking at you like you're the superior and I'm beneath you. No, we initiate together. Because oftentimes when you see the pastors on TV and they're preaching, they're preaching at us. They're not preaching to us. They're preaching at us and they're running down shit that if you did not go to theology school, you won't know it. And most of us won't check it. And I humbly believe that based upon the little bit that I have read about Jesus, because as I said before, Jesus sounds like somebody that could be a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. But the type of friends that you are for Jesus, sometimes it doesn't make seem like you understand how he got down. See, he was associating with the individuals at that time who the people who were higher ups said, how you going to deal with them? They're, they're lepers. But, but, but they're lepers? They was blind, they were sickly, and people at that time believed that the reason why they were that was because they were cursed. Mm -hmm. But interestingly enough, that was the people that 
Jesus rolled with. So I'm just saying to myself, if Jesus was here now, then it would be the equivalent of you trying to make homosexuals in the LGBT community the social lepers of today. So if that's what they are and you say Jesus rolled with those types of folks, I got to roll with them, too. I'm a roll with the folks that ain't messing with nobody. I'm a roll with the folks that deserve to be loved because at one time just being a black person made you a social leper. And this time you can be considered a social leper. So I've got to be on the side of people who are considered the social lepers just for being. And when you are really down, in my humble opinion, for God, the one that created us all, or energy, or whatever you want to call it, then you find a way to love us all and not discriminate against some. We're talking about it, y'all. Play.it, Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And we want to let y'all know this show will come on uh, Monday. Monday. So for all of our babies that joined us, we want to thank y'all. Listen to the rest of the show this coming Monday, baby, and see all of the conversation that was had. We love y'all, my babies. For free. Now, here's the thing that makes me say it's puzzling how people can say you're blasting Christianity. You're blasting Kim Burrell, you're blasting, and then you say, well, what is it that we're saying that's blasting? Well, if you really pay close attention to the conversation, we really haven't had much conversation about Kim Burrell. No. We're just having a conversation about the ideologies of individuals today that seem to be in sync with what it was that Miss Burrell was saying. So there's nothing but love and respect for her because to have anything else is to discount her in our opinion, making a poor decision in what her thinking was for us and not being able to separate that she's not a bad person. It's just her views seem to differ from the universal principles of treat people in the manner in which you would want to be treated. Because any one of us, can get a barrage of individuals to point fingers at us and tell us what is wrong with us and why it is a sin and why we should change. So that being the case, no one is exempt from the possibilities of scrutiny. So that being the case, it makes even more sense not to waste your time criticizing someone when you could easily be criticized. So when you are a Christian and you get these rebuttals, then it becomes for some, not all. I want to be very clear because we live in a world, if Christianity was as clear cut as the grass is green, then there wouldn't be Methodists, there wouldn't be Baptists, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be Seventh-day Adventists, there wouldn't be all the there wouldn't be Jehovah's Witnesses. There wouldn't be these different religions that these different men who have historical backgrounds as to why they believe what they believe. You can read it up. Read up on Jehovah's Witnesses. Read up on how the Seventh-day Adventists. Read up on the Mormons. There's a story where a man believed that they had a calling and they created a religion. They talked well enough that they got other people involved, excited about it, and they became a part of the religion. But at the end of the day, 
if you treat people in the way in which you want to be treated, how difficult does th- do, how how difficult do things become? They become actually rather easy. If I say good morning and you say good morning, guess what? We had a beautiful exchange, didn't we? Good morning. Now, in that good morning, did I say, are you licking pussies? Mm. I didn't ask you that in that good did morning. Did you say you that? You didn't say, are you sucking dicks? We Wait, didn't what? say none of that. All we now, said wait was, a minute. good morning and good morning. What? And then I came back with, how you doing today? And you say, sister, I'm fine. How you doing today? Now, in that right there, did we discuss anything about, oh, I can't talk to you and you can't talk to me? There was nothing transferred in that time. All the transfer was two human beings sending love and good energy each other's way in that brief encounter. And that corny stuff like that. It's the corny stuff that, you know, that makes you say that God is love. But then when we on the battlefield, you're not exhibiting yourself as if you remember that God is love. Because how is it exhibiting love by telling people that they are sinners when you've already acknowledged that you're one, too? What, we, we, this is an appropriate time for the Dr. Pepper song. Come on and give it to him. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Wouldn't you like to be a sinner, too? Be a sinner. How? Be, be a sinner. Come on. Because you have no chance. You have no choice based upon the definitions of individual who said you were born into sin. So if we were born into sin, that would almost say all we can do is the best that we can do. And at the end of our day, since we're given free will, if God knew who we were before Mm -hmm. we got here, Mm -hmm. that means that there was an existence that we had to have had and an acknowledgement and a relationship, which means that life didn't begin once we got here. Life is ongoing so that when we transition to that next place and the free will that we think has ended here May it be the free will continues on because we have a choice. I felt like I had a choice of saying, do I come back and make it right? Do I come Mm. back and do it over or do I go to the next place? But we sometimes think that we will put here haphazardly and we don't realize that potentially the same free will that we use in terms of the energy, not the body, but the same free will that we use right now that allowed us to say when we woke up, we got to come to the station and do what we do. That may have been the same energy that we use when we said we've got to come to this plane called Earth to do what we've got to do. You know, Daddy, some years ago I went to this resort, and I want to say it was in Blue Mountain, North Carolina. I can't remember the exact place. But we went to this resort, and it was owned by these two women. And we were sitting out one morning having breakfast, um, me and Marilyn Gill mm-hmm. and uh, one of the producers from the Monique show and a friend of mine. And we're all just sitting there having breakfast. And this sister comes up to me and she kneels down and we begin to talk. And out of she began to tell me her story. And it was a her story was similar to my story in reference to molestation and, you know, how she grew up and. And she's sitting there and she's crying and we're just having this beautiful conversation we had never met. Come to find out she's one of the owners of the resort, okay? And then she said, Monique, I would like to invite you and your guests and show you something. Later on tonight, we're going to do fireworks and, you know, but I would like for y'all to come out. We said, of course. They come pick us up. They take us to almost, it was a community. Everybody in the community 
was gay. And that woman looked at me and said, we had to create this community because we didn't want any of the elderly people feeling left out and alone when they got to that place where mm-hmm. they can no longer take care of themselves. And when I tell you, y'all, there were children. It was every color. It was every nationality. It was everything. And wasn't nobody fucked up. Everybody was walking around. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? What's going on? How you doing? Come on, take a picture. Girl, how- it was so beautiful, and you would almost say, that kind of thing can't exist. I saw it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. Now, imagine if we took gay off of it, and we just said a community of love, where if you saw an elderly walking across the street, you were obligated, and if not, you got your ass whipped. If they knew you let Miss Jenkins walk across the street, and you ain't help her. But what about we just create those communities, period, period. But because you have people that believe what you're doing is wrong and what you're doing is wrong and what you're doing is wrong. Oh, I can't live. I could never live there. Oh, I couldn't go to that place. Oh, I couldn't be a part of that. Because why? People are just being with who they were born to be. Mm-hmm. And when you hear what people say, it's oftentimes not really what it is that they think. Because oftentimes, as you said, the people who howl the most is kind of like, what was the movie with Denzel Washington when he was Frank White? Gangster, American gangster. He said, listen, he said, the guy that hollers the loudest is the weakest one. Mm-hmm. The people that holler the loudest about the Lord and about God, it's oftentimes a level of overcompensation whereby they'll speak it loud to get followers but privately they believe different. And to give you an example of this, I was watching a Fox interview with a gentleman by the name of Raymond Arroyo, who's the director and lead anchor at a network called EWTN and creator of The World Over Live on a Fox interview. And he had done a book, wrote a book, and in reference to Mother Teresa. And when speaking about her uh, getting canonized or when she became a saint they said she was always filled with joy Raymond said and when they read her private papers that she actually had a deep inner darkness because she couldn't experience God and she couldn't feel him however she had a commitment to offer a smile and kindness to everyone she met that is it right there See, you have someone named Mother Teresa who people felt had the strongest connection with God. But what she had was the strongest connection to what it was that she was able to see. And that was others. So when this woman who publicly became a nun because she knew what was associated with being a nun was helping people. But privately, she had no connection to God. But yet. Man has made her a saint. Mm. All I'm saying is what that proves is you can be a saint without believing in God. Remember in uh, Why Did I Get Married? When that bitch said, boom, Uh, because I've had people say in the periscopes and Instagram on the Twitter, do you believe in God? Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Do you believe in the Bible? Listen, what I do believe in is love. That's it. 
That's what I believe in. Now, however you want to wrap it up, however you want to deliver, just simply love. And when you say, what is love? When you read about that woman called Mother Teresa and she felt an obligation to greet somebody with a smile and a hug, do y'all know how far that can go? How many of us has rode by somebody homeless sitting on a corner and you looked at them and turned your ass back around, but then you was coming out the church parking lot? They didn't ask you for shit, nothing but a smile. And maybe a how you doing, brother, or how you doing, sister. Now, I've seen that with my own eyes. I've seen that. So when we start talking, and when you get brothers like this cat, DJ Senegal, and I'm sure he's a beautiful brother. Beautiful. But the words he's writing, you like, and you got followers that follow behind you, brother. And the words you're writing, number one, you're being an escape artist because you're not really answering the questions. And you're quoting from a book. Quote from your heart. Quote from your heart. If we start quoting from our heart, then what will it be? Because what he also wrote, and and like my daddy was saying earlier, oftentimes they'll come off real tough, but then they'll become victims. Because another thing he tweeted was, if the community is so right, why are you all so nasty about us being wrong? You love those who you agree with only? And what was so interesting is, the tone that we were taking was almost, not almost, it's just we're just exchanging ideas. We're not upset about anything. However, there was a level of veracity in Miss Burrell's comments. That was She was very adamant and very passionate about what was being said, not with an empathetic tone of understanding that I understand these things happen, though in the Bible, it says that it is a sin. However, at the end of the day, it is them that's going to get judged by God for what it is that they do. And I'm going to get judged by God for what it is that I do. So I'm really not in a position to get on a soapbox and talk about what this community does because they still are deserving of love, are they not? Do you mean that God doesn't love them because they're homosexuals, but would allow them to exist based upon your definition? God created us all. So God created those that he didn't love based upon what you're saying. It begins to not make sense. Do you not love your children? Mm. If I can confuse you, I can make you pay for it. If I can give you some big fancy words... I can make you pay for it. And that's what this has become. Every sermon I've watched on TV, and we watch them. We, Sometimes we live, and we, they all go to money. I've not seen one yet that money has, all of them have gone to the money. That's on TV, yeah. But what we also got to make sure is we don't lump all. Yes. Because there are some individuals out there who are Christians who Though the, uh, the book could be construed as saying certain things, it's the equivalent of they take what they believe in and they utilize that and they leave the, uh, the rest behind or take the best and leave the rest. So when you see them and then you see other people who have these staunch views, again, it's not you can't label it because they're Christian. You have to make it indicative of the human being that you're dealing with because my grandmother, Minnie Hicks, mm -hmm. 
was the most wonderful person and the sweetest person that I ever met in life. To the degree that when she passed away, the dope boys came to her funeral with the leather eight ball jackets on back in the day when niggas wore shades, okay? Gazette and corn braids. But she was so nice to folks that people would say, I wish she was my grandmother too. Went to church, was a Baptist. But when I tell you, could she cuss like a sailor? Mm. Yes, she could. Did she give Boosie, who used to drink, who's my uncle, and use hair on? Did she sometimes had to bang him in his chest a couple times because he snuck in a purse and took out five, $10? Yes, she did. But then, then when she got a check, did she sometimes give him a couple of dollars because he knows he was going to do that Bacardi rum? Yes, she did. But what she was, she considered herself a Christian. Yes. So I can't knock all the Christians because I ran into individuals that called themselves Christians that were some dynamic, non-judgmental, and open-minded human beings. So it's not about Christianity. It's about the individuals who begin to use the Bible as a social weapon to gauge and to label individuals whose opinions they differ from mm. and refer to them as sinners when they've already identified themselves as sinners too. That is the thing that we're speaking about, not you as the person but the comments that you're making because in the depths of your heart, you're probably of the belief that you are right in what you believe. And we want to say, listen, you are right in what you believe for you. Come on. However, when you're saying it as if you are the end all to be all, it's like going to the gas station. There's different pumps. There's 87, 92, there's diesel. Octane. And these different gasolines are designed to fuel the car. Now, each car that comes there does not use the same fuel, but it is the thing that they use to propel themselves. So the way in which you fuel your vehicle, which is your spirit, your body, your mind, your soul, may be different from someone else in how they, you only may need 89. Come on. They may need 92. Somebody else using diesel and somebody else out here using kerosene burning (laughs) shit up now. Okay? (laughs) You know, you're using kerosene and you're doing something illegal with kerosene and corn liquor, but you're getting your car running. Everybody (laughs) got to find a way to propel themselves. And when we're able to say... I'm not judging you because you using 92 octane. I'm not judging you because you using diesel. Because what you are doing with your vehicle is staying in your lane. Listen now, okay? And that's the staying in your lane shit that I think that get us thrown off and confused. You want to jump your ass out the lane and get into somebody else's lane. And that's where we run into the problem because you feel like, well, I can go over on this side as well. Why would you even want to go over on that side? And you know what else I found interesting about this brother, DJ Senegal? He tagged in the Huffington Post when he first began to communicate with us. 
and he started quoting all these scriptures. Well, when we began to have a conversation with questions he couldn't answer, he took the Huffington Post off. And I found it to be very interesting, brother, because when you stand by what you're saying and you're unwavering, why ever would you take them off? You keep them on. But what happens is when you can no longer make it make sense, and when you have folks courageous enough to say, brother, that's not what I believe. Okay, now this shit is going to get different. Let me take them off because if they get to printing this and now I don't know what I'm going to look like because now I'm not answering these questions, that's when you say, do you really believe in what you're saying? And do you have a difficult time understanding that if you can believe in what for hundreds of years Generations and generations, especially people of color, African-Americans, were forced to study the Bible and learn the Bible, and they learned the Bible as a defense mechanism to keep themselves safe from the master, and they utilized this Bible to oppress us, but you still feel comfortable with following the books that enslaved your people for hundreds of years, if you are comfortable with that, what we're simply saying is, can you also be comfortable with people who don't buy into a book that oppress their people for hundreds of years, that suppressed, that oppressed, that made us feel that we were less than, and the social effects of what transpired then affect us today? Yes. They affect us today. See, we talking about the killing and the shooting in Chicago. But do you realize the reason for Wells Fargo and them carrying banks uh, 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 and creating the uh, protection for people carrying money back in the day when they were cowboys? It wasn't black folks hanging out on the mountains waiting to go attack folks. It wasn't just the Native Americans. It was white cowboys looking to rob other white cowboys. Yes. So what does that mean? Nothing. It doesn't mean anything that they were white. What it means is they were human. And what happens is people will prey on others in order to survive. And it does not matter what color you are, what region of the world, because we see it every day. We see black people that will prey on black people. We see whites that will prey on whites. The folks, a lot of people that were rooting for Donald Trump, Donald Trump don't want to see a lot of them at his high-end clubs. Like, what are you doing here? Get his ass. Right. You know, the white version of Uncle Buck coming Get up there. Like, wait a minute. What are you doing? Well, we came to support you. We love you, Donald. Well, cool. That was cool for the vote. Come on. But don't come up here with these cats. Don't you see these ascots that they come on? They make a lot of money. Come on. You had to save up a whole year to come in. We don't. So it doesn't matter what color you are. The world that we live in, it is not. It is maybe biased because of your color, but it is not biased to the oppression and suppression of people. Mm. That's the reason why. The popular vote is not used, and they created this electoral vote because at the end of the day, 
If the popular vote is good for you locally, all you're doing is getting the most people who have voted for the president in the United States of America. And if your state has 40 people and your county has 20 people and the other states together together have however many number of people they have, at the end of the day, what we're trying to find out is how many people want the president out of all the people who are voting. Right. Right. So there's no there's no real power. Look at white women, white women and white men who were in there making the Constitution. There were no white women there. So it's not just black women that are treated in a un, in a biased fashion. If you see white women in Hollywood who have spoken up and said it is unfair treatment that's going on, they don't they lay next to these individual men who happen to be Caucasian and they're speaking about this. What do you think people of color are going to receive? So at the end of the day, no one is exempt from biasness, right. from mistreatment, because there's this need for power. And when we stop looking at power as something that we need to have over our neighbors and not focus and be secure enough to say equality is enough mm. to get along with our neighbors, then the world has an opportunity to change. But everybody wants to be powerful. That's why you have the names, the bishops, the this, the that, the labels, so you can identify who's in charge. But when you have a real conversation with an individual who says, we appreciate that you're a bishop, but our respect and love just comes from you, for you, from something that is way bigger, and that is because you exist. You are part of the universe. You are part of the universe's creations. So if the universe thought high enough of you to give you the platform of this world to exist in, I'm going to think highly enough of you in respect of the universe to allow you to be who you are to serve your purpose while here on this universe. And if you would do me the same honor, I would greatly appreciate it. On that note, Daddy... On that note. On that note, my baby, we've had that conversation. We had it. We had to have it. And again, we ain't calling nobody out. We calling them up. Calling them up so, all the way. Come on. All the way up. You couldn't stop. I'm all the way up. We had to give y'all a bus one on y'all real quick. Oh, wait a minute. You want me to get yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk you all out. Oh, okay. I went to a little underground music. So we under- want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the show today. And if you are in the Pittsburgh area, February 3rd and 4th, we're going to be at the Improv Comedy Club, baby, doing what we do. And that ain't simply nothing but spreading that thing called love. Like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. Get it. My name is Monique. And I am Sydney. And we love y'all. For free. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.